Matthew from the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from St. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and verses 21 through 33. It can be found starting on page 1510 of your pew Bible. Matthew records, These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who, find, who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In the name of Jesus, amen. From time to time, I have heard preaching of what many have called prosperity theology, and usually it's on the TV. You are probably familiar with this theology as well. You've heard me derogatorily call it the name it and claim it or the blab it and grab it theology. And it is a theology that basically tells you this, that God, 
wants his people to do well in this life. And it goes further and says, if you follow God's plan, you will be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Your relationship with your spouse will improve. And your children will rise up and call you blessed. And as we watch these preachers on our television screens, it seems as though there are thousands of people in the stadiums that are hanging on every word. Well, people like it when you tell them that God wants them to be rich. Jesus had a very different message for the faithful in today's gospel. He said, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father, his child, and the children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And those preachers who preach prosperity theology seem to open the Bible a whole lot. But they never seem to get to those sections of the Bible like what is in today's gospel. They never get around to discussing the world's resistance to the main message of the Bible. That is to say, who Jesus is and what he did to save us from our sins. The fact of the matter is that the gospel of Jesus Christ offends the world. And there are many places in this world today where sharing the good news of Jesus Christ can lead to death. Many of you have heard the stories of the faithful and their families being murdered because they converted from Islam to Christianity. Now, the voice of the martyrs reports regularly on Christian persecution around the world. We have heard news, even recently, of the Ukrainian forces arresting priests and worshipers in the Russian Orthodox Church. We've heard of Christians being murdered in caliphate regimes in the Middle East and in underground churches in China. And we thank God. We thank God that at least here in the United States, we don't have to worry about the police or the National Guard breaking in on our service this morning and carrying us off to prison. And even so, there is a form of persecution even here in the United States. This country with its freedom of religion, there is still persecution and it's growing. The public media often portrays Christians as ignorant and bigoted, narrow-minded, and self-righteous fools. Schoolchildren have been disciplined for distributing Christmas cards 
Students have received failing grades for submitting artwork or essays or, or expressing their opinions that included Christian themes. I sometimes wonder if, if I will spend time in jail in the United States because I am a pastor of a Christian congregation. Today's gospel is a great comfort for the persecuted Christians around the world. It tells us that the opposition of the world is absolutely of no surprise to God. God is not up in heaven saying, oh my, or clutching his pearls. He's not worrying that his people are being persecuted. He's not saying, whatever shall I do? No. God knows all about our situation, and he understands that the world makes it hard to be a Christian. He understands that his faithful confessors will undergo hard times. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23, he said, We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. Today's gospel is one of the many places that tells us to expect opposition from the world. Today's gospel tells us that we are not doing something wrong when the world hates us for making a faithful confession of Jesus Christ. And even with the knowledge that God understands, though, it is still hard to stand firm in the face of criticism. The temptation is always there for us to compromise God's teachings in order to get along with the world. If the world gets offended because the Bible says that all are sinners, we might be tempted to water down the message of sin, perhaps even skip it altogether. And if the world is offended by the gruesome nature of the cross, well, we may want to push the cruel torture and the pain of the cross, push it into the background. It is easy to talk about God's love and forget all about his justice. It is easy to talk about Jesus as our buddy and forget about the day when he will come back as a judge. We often want to water down the message of God's word just a little bit so that the world around us would not give us such a hard time. And Jesus warns that this attitude is very dangerous. He said, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And the worst thing that this world can do to us is end our physical life. 
But this world is not all that there is. There is a judge who has the authority and power to send both soul and body to eternal punishment of hell. It is his teachings that we are watering down when we compromise our confession in order to fare better in this world. It is his name that we are blaspheming when we give away, even just a little bit, to the doctrines of this world. So, have you stood firm in faith, even in the face of this world's persecution? Have you? Well, neither have I. I must confess that in spite of my desire to remain faithful to the teaching of God's Word, I compromise more often than I would admit, like to admit anyways. I compromise my profession of faith. And once again, as soon as it happens, the law convicts with a standard of perfection that is so high that no mere human could ever keep it. And once again, the law shows our sin to us and shows us our need for a Savior. And that Savior, of course, is Jesus Christ himself. He is the only one who never compromised God's word. He is the only one who remained faithful to his calling. He remained faithful to his calling even when his calling led him to the cross. He is the one who paid for our sins, even our sins of watered-down doctrine, and he paid it with his death on the cross. And he faced not only the persecution of this world, but he also faced the combined guilt of all the sin of this world. He then, even then, remained faithful. And with the victory that he won with his death on the cross, well, he, he purchased the forgiveness of sins for all people. Christ's resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven proclaim his faithfulness and it proclaims his victory. They assure us that our debt is paid in full. They assure us that Jesus is preparing a place in heaven for us. And they also assure us that Jesus is with us during every moment of this life. Jesus' ascension assures us that he is with us even when we cannot see him. And just as Jesus promised us that he would always be with us, he also promised that the Father would be with us. He said, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father. And even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus' words do not mean that evil 
will never befall us. Instead, it means that when difficulties or persecution or even martyrdom comes, we are still under the Father's care. It means that he is with us even through death. The Father will never overlook or abandon us. For Jesus' sake, by the Holy Spirit's gift of faith, he will one day remove us from this world of persecution and take us to the eternal blessings of eternity with him in heaven. Jesus, he warned, as you know, the disciples to remain faithful. And even so, the disciples all abandoned him. At one point, Peter even denied that he even knew Jesus. And in spite of their weak confession, Jesus took them all back. He even appointed them to lead the church. In spite of their failures, Jesus blessed their ministry and the word of God spread out all over the world. The history of the early church tells us of the faithful apostles, of the 11 apostles who remained to, to remain faithful to Jesus. Only John, the evangelist, died of natural causes. The other 10 apostles, well, they died as martyrs to their faith in Jesus Christ. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, they persevered all the way to the end. In spite of our many shortcomings, in spite of our fear, in spite of our desire to get along with the world at the expense of Christ's teachings, the Holy Spirit will continue to keep us in faith. And just as the apostles endured to the end, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will one day bring us to the blessed end here on earth, only to take us to blessed eternity in heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen.